Hello, and welcome to episode 197 of SMART, which as we all know stands for... Swamp Man Ascends Reeking Terror Supreme! Doesn't Reeking start with a W? Oh, Smouts. <laughs> Smouts. <laughs> welcome to Smouts, everybody. Rebranding on episode 197. I am... Oh no, I should Rudiger have spell-checked it. You podcaster. <laughs> I spelled reeking like the stinky kind of reeking. <laughs> well, he may do that too. I mean, who knows what's in that. What's you know what? It stands. In all that green stuff. <laughs> I um, knew it looked weird. <laughs> and you are? Julia Gulia of Internet Fame, Dash Podcaster. That's right. A.K.A. Terrible Spettler. <laughs> That's right. Speaking of uh, reeking, how about we record a show? <laughs> oh <right>. no. <laughs> um, so the only news we have this week is a little bit of Arrow casting news. So we learned this week that going into the eighth and final season, that actor Joseph David Jones, which is quite possibly one of the most generic names that I've ever yeah. heard, who plays Connor Hawk on the show, will be promoted to series regular. Oh, good. So this is the first indication I believe we've had that we're going to continue to see future scenes. Right. I don't know if we're also going to get confirmation that the actress that plays Mia is mm-hmm. being bumped to regular also, because I don't believe she was before. I believe right. she was a recurring guest star. You think if you're going to have the guy that plays Connor Hawk as a regular, you kind of have to have her also. Right. Um, yeah, so we're going to get to see more of the future stuff, and he'll be playing a big part. That's awesome. I, I, I read his name, and all I can think of is the villain from Fringe. Wasn't that David Robert Jones? Wasn't that the name of Jared uh, Jared Harris's character in, in Fringe, the evil guy with uh, his face got all pockmarked later because he was like cut in half, but then oh. by the portals. And Do you remember? He was right. like the major bad guy of the first couple of seasons. Yeah, no. That was, wasn't that David Robert name. Jones? Wasn't that the name of his character? So I keep thinking of him when I read this name. That's funny. But that's the only news this week because things are pretty quiet. Nice. What was your comic of the week? I picked Justice League number 25. Uh, basically, I really like the way it came together at the end with Superman, you know, finding the, finding the sons and being able to rejoin his party and Batman having pulled a trick on the whatever his name is the creator the ultra creator the world forger there you go the world forger see i kind of had it right (laughs) um i like the art obviously and i really enjoyed the kind of hopeful nature of all of this because even though he batman had tricked the world forger he the only way he was able to do that is because he definitely believed everything that the world forger was saying and he understood the logic behind the world forger's um actions and so they pull the one move that the world forger hadn't considered which is having him join the justice league and join the fight to defend against um all of the problems that the world forger was trying to solve uh, in a more violent way so I don't know. It was just a really cool issue with a lot of fun moments in it, and that's why I picked it for my comic of the week. Yep. What did you pick? It was really good. So I, I picked that one also, but, oh, but I had a runner-up because I suspected you might pick it. So I also wanted to give um, honorable mention to Batman number 72, um, which wasn't the most eventful issue, but it was beautifully illustrated and really well-written and really connected a lot of the dots as far as everything that's been going on all the way back to issue number one and really ties everything together. And it's the kind of thing that if you if you went back and reread the first 70 odd issues in light of what what we know now a lot of this would probably fall into place and you'd be able to connect some of these dots but without actually taking the time to do that it's nice to have tom king sort of say here's the way that bane planned yes. everything going all the way back to the plane crash in the very mm-hmm. first issue um even that time when it looked like batman took him down with a headbutt and all yeah. the fans cried foul 
Um, here we see him try to do the same thing and Bane just sort of, he goes down, but then he just sort of smirks and gets mm-hmm. right back up. It's like, yeah, he was playing possum then because all was all part of his larger plan. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of really cool thing that you can do when you're Tom King or Grant Morrison or Jeff Johns and you're going to write the book for years is you can plan the sort of mega arc where everything is set up from the beginning and hopefully you get to pay off on all of your, your expectations. Um, yeah. So it was really, it was really great. And I'm glad that, you know, like we talked about last week that Tom King is going to get to finish his his Batman story, um, you know, another 12 or so issues of this, and then he'll move on to the Batman slash Catwoman series and finish off his, his story there. Awesome. Right. Yeah, I enjoyed this issue too. It was so, so this week we have a bit of a inversion because uh-huh. you're going to be quizzing me about I something. I have a quiz for you. Yes. So the title of this quiz is Star Trek Favorite Drinks Quiz. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you the name of a character, and you're going to give me their favorite drink. Is one of the answers going to be green? No. Okay. It is not. <laughs> Scotty's favorite drink is something green. No, 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 because no, that's not his favorite drink. Um, but anyway. Um, so here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. Jadzia Dax. Uh, well, pretty much everybody in Deep Space Nine, you could probably say Roctogino. Yes. Except Esri didn't like Roctogino's. Right. But she specifically said that it was Jadzia's favorite drink. And yeah, she... but that's all you ever see anybody in Deep Space Nine drinking after the first couple of seasons. Kind of, kind of, kind of, but yeah. Okay, so that was an easy one. How about this one, Damar? Damar. Well, Damar liked his canar. Yes, there you go. Um, Janeway. Uh, coffee, black. Very good, There's yes. coffee in that nebula. <laughs> yeah. Wharf. Do you know that they even made a point when she had her little cameo in Nemesis? Do you remember when she appeared as Admiral Janeway to give Picard his mission in Nemesis? And yes. you saw her sitting behind her desk at Starfleet Command that they even made sure she had her favorite cup of coffee That's sitting next to her. I don't think it was even on camera, but I remember Kate Mulgrew mentioned in an interview or whatever how much she really appreciated the the, 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 the set dressing that just yeah. like make her feel at home and get back into character. Like, oh, there's her cup of coffee That's right there. So I'm not great. even sure the camera caught it because, you know, it's a little square four right. by three thing where on Picard's little tiny desktop thing there exactly what was the next thing wharf wharf i don't know you're looking for blood wine i am not looking for blood wine oh prune juice there you go good job See, it's hard to say which is his favorite i think it probably oh, no, depends that's the on warrior's mood. drink well sure yeah no he really likes prune juice like well, he, I know he that. appreciates blood wine and he will enjoy blood wine but no when he tasted prune juice he had found his favorite yeah. drink and he ordered it multiple times it's clearly his favorite drink so picard well this is this is kind of a gimme. I feel like yeah, you should have started know. with Picard. T Earl Grey hot. There you go. Um, r- uh, rum. Rum. Um, well, I don't know if it's his favorite, but he did make it a point to try it because it's what. No, well, it's not. You're not looking for root beer, are you? I no. Am not. What was it with the thing? Everybody on the night shift is trying it, and so he wanted to be like everybody else on his shift, and so he ordered it. And Quark was like, "What is Frankie civilization coming to?" It wasn't root beer. Oh, was it? Was it? It wasn't like an ice cream float or something, was it? No, a root they beer were, float. Root beer float. No, they wouldn't mm-hmm. be That's drinking not what that I'm to looking stay away. That's not what I'm looking for. No, I can I can envision the scene. I can picture him sitting there, but I can't remember what it was. I'm not looking for that. I mean, you're looking for something else. I'm looking for something else. Yep. Is it like a Ferengi drink or? Mm-hmm. I don't remember Ferengi drinks. I mean, they would have like tube grubs and stuff like that, but that's a food, not a drink. Beetle? No, not Beetlejuice. That's a that's a that's a movie. They would have Beetle Snuff. No, I don't. I can't. I can't think of what you're referring to. Snail juice. Snail juice. Okay. Yes, they did mention it, and I'll give you extra credit if you can um, tell me his modification for it. 
No, I mean, if I didn't remember the main thing, I'm not going to remember. The I thought you might be able to put it together with extra shells. Extra shells. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about to Paul? That's a taking challenge. me a second to recalibrate to a yeah, different series now. To Paul. Um, <laughs> I do bounce around for. Well, she did reason. mainly drink tea. I think so far as we saw. Do you looking for a sp- like I Vulcan am... tea? Nope. She tried to order Vulcan tea and, and was couldn't, disappointed. Chef couldn't do it. Right. And so, but uh, she found a, an a- adequate substitute that she ordered. Was it then chamomile? No, it was, well, she did try chamomile. I'm looking for hot mint tea. Hot mint tea. Okay. Yeah. But that's okay. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the point anyway. <laughs> relatively unmemorable, much like much of Enterprise. <laughs> it's like hot mint tea. Okay. I, I guess. All right. Not exactly character revealing in any way, but. Scotty. This is, you're not looking for green here? I'm not looking for green. Well, it wasn't. There you go. That's what it is. He absolutely loves scotch. He made it a point to say that it, nothing compares to it. He enjoys a good drink and he'll try lots of things. But when it comes to his favorite, his favorite is scotch. Okay. Spock. Hmm. I'm trying to say this is like a glass of water or something because these are the Ned Flanders of the Enterprise. You know what? I'm going to give it to you. But was it water? You, it was water. Specify which type, where it's from though. Because there is a special one. Well, from the replicator, presumably. No. Altair water. Okay. It's specifically... No, he mentioned it. Apparently, it came up several times, but um, specifically in the journey home, his Katra through bones ordered Altair water before he thought better of it. He's like, wait a minute. That wouldn't be the journey home. That would be Search for Spock. But it was search when for... his Katra was still in McCoy. Right. Yeah. Sorry. But okay. Okay. Now, let's see. Um, I did, I'm going to give you water, so this one's extra, extra credit. Okay. Harry Fenton Mud. Are you looking for jippers? Yes! Good <laughs> job! jippers on a beach somewhere? Good job! That's exactly right! Well done! Okay, so you got 8 out of 10. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yay! Good job, buddy. Yay me. Yay you. So now the only show we have to talk about this week is Swamp Thing, the second episode of Swamp Thing. So what do you think of this episode? I really liked it. I thought it was, I thought it built up and had a really good crescendo towards the ending reveal where um, Abby finds out that the monster is actually Alec. I'm surprised like, they dropped that so early. I thought we'd have... I'm glad they did. I thought it'd be I like episode one, he becomes Swamp Thing at the end. Episode two, she maybe sees him for the first time. Yeah. Episode three figures episode it out. Episode three, she's like starts to investigate him to figure out what she saw. And then maybe at the end of that, she discovers it's it's Alec or maybe like even in episode four. But I guess they only have 10 episodes, although they thought they were going to have 13. Yeah. So you have to keep in mind the pacing was intended for 13 episodes. Right, when, right. Even when we're watching it. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually surprised by the existence of the little girl. We, I was talking to you off camera about this. I didn't, I should have done There's a camera? Research. Off camera. Off, uh, sorry, off mic. <laughs> um, about this. I should put some pants on. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> you threw me for a loop with that one because I was going to come back with a joke, but then that would not have been funny. You're surprised um, that a character is seemingly insignificant as a little girl that doesn't seem to have yeah, any I'm wondering correlation in the comics. Was, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I I never read the original Len Wein, Bernie Wrightson, Swamp Thing origin. I'm pretty sure a little girl didn't factor into it. And certainly I don't recall a recurring little girl character of any kind. I mean, there were children here and there in the Alan Moore run, like, of, of playing various roles. But I don't recall... I don't recall the sort of like sickness affecting a small town that he, that, you know, people are, you know, that's sort of the MacGuffin that everybody's trying to solve. I, I don't recall that being in, the, in there anywhere. Like the, the Sunderland Corporation 
was a big factor early on in the Alan Moore run. I'm not sure if it came up near the end at all. Um, but yeah, there wasn't really this sort of like overarching mystery to the whole thing. It was more about his journey of self-discovery and self-actualization and everything. So yeah, I don't recall if that's from the, the comic at all, the little girl character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't either, but it it was interesting to see. And I wonder if it gets explained at some point because it's it's weird, the bond that they have. But also we got introduced to um, the new potential antagonist. What's his name again? Well, it's Dr. like I said last Harrison, week. It's like, how, how long is it going to be before yeah. Jason Woodrow shows up? And there it turns go, out Woodrow. it was one episode. So yeah. <laughs> I called that one pretty good. Yeah, you did. And we had, they also revealed pretty early on that Averly, Averly? Aver, Aver, Avery. Averly Place. Yeah. No, um, Avery Sunderland is the seemingly the mastermind Party responsible. Done, the, yeah. And we couldn't figure out quite what his goal was, but he's he's trying to you know, juice up the swamp to make the plants grow faster so that he can harvest more resources and for medicines and He's also trying to else. expand the land because he can't build on swamp. So right. that's literally yeah, like he, he's he, trying to make he had a whole, more land. He had a whole litany of things that he was hoping yep. to obtain Accomplish from it. Accomplished by this, yeah. But he didn't, um, he, he read the Doctor Riot Act because of the side effects in terms of the sickness brought to the town so it seems like his heart is in the right place but he's definitely a profiteer it's weird well, his heart is in I like the right the way- place. he's okay with with children dying as a result of his i mean he he was he wasn't he wasn't unhappy with woodrue because people were getting hurt he was unhappy because it could cause Expose him to be them. exposed so i think he's no, pretty I- obviously evil he's uh- okay with poisoning children so long as it doesn't get traced back to him he wasn't angry because he's a he he cares about the community. He was angry because it might bring bring more heat down on oh, him. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I read that element of it, but I also thought that he was sincere in saying that he didn't want this sickness uh, in the town that he was trying to. Develop I mean, I think, I think he'd probably rather the town be safe than not. But I think he's okay with endangering people so long as he gets him what he wants and it doesn't get traced back to him. That was definitely the sense that I got. I was getting like pure ruthless businessman Lex Luthor from that that one particular scene there. I wasn't getting a lot of empathy from him in huh. that scene. Okay. Well, Which is, but the fact that they're painting him as a as such an out and out villain early on is is what leads me to think that maybe I was right last week that there's going to be a twist and he's going to get killed or something and and his wife is going to end up being well as, her, as, his as, wife has sympath- different problems because well I know but she it, as sympathetic as she's being played right now like we're supposed to empathize with what she's going through well, although maybe she she's going a little far do, do you but, forget about the corpse at the end I don't think it was a corpse I think because remember she had a vision. Like when she was there with Xanadu, like she saw just a really quick flash of like a a decomposing body of a girl or whatever. I think that she saw that in her vision. I think she's seeing her daughter there. I don't think she actually dug up her corpse. Oh, I thought she did. Because don't forget, it was how long ago was it supposed to have been? Like 10 years? 14 years. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think there'd be any, I mean, not to get too graphic, I don't think there'd be any skin or hair left on that body after 14 years. I think it was, I think she's just seeing her daughter because of what, I don't know whatever Xanadu did. Like we're not quite sure how much, how much like Constantine level mm-hmm. magic and supernatural exists in this world. But yeah. we've got Xanadu there, and she seemingly was something she was doing was having physical impact on mm-hmm. them, like throwing mm-hmm. them across the room and stuff. So there's clearly like some supernatural force involved here. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem outside of the realm of possibility that could cause her to hallucinate or see things or now she's formed some sort of connection through Xanadu to the afterlife or something and that's what she's seeing um I think she actually dug up her daughter's corpse and placed it on the bed next to her because Avery walked in and looked and and didn't see you're assuming she was buried 
because the whole... <laughs> it just kept her under the bed or something? No, I'm not talking about that. That's gross. But that's not what I'm talking about. I think that um, the the everything seems to indicate that there was some sort of a car accident that where the two of them went over the bridge and uh, Abby came out, but oh, her daughter right. didn't. I didn't make that connection, so, but... I'm making the connection that she's somewhere still in the swamp, all bloated and wet. Yeah, and, she wouldn't and gross. look like that though. Ma- she would no. have gotten like all bloated and weird and desiccated. Anyway, <laughs> to talk about decomposition, much but that's more. what I'm saying though. She looked that way in the vision. Mm. She looked all soppy. To me, she looked more more gaunt and decomposed and emaciated. But maybe I'm misremembering. Mm. No, I think it's just I think it's something she's seeing. I think she's formed some. So either she's hallucinating because she's you know going a little over the edge or she's formed some sort of connection to the afterlife and now she's seeing her and that's going to be how they're introducing because it wouldn't really be swamp thing without some sort of element of the supernatural and don't forget this is the the series in which john constantine was first introduced so there's always been that element to it and characters like the specter and phantom stranger and etrigan and dr fate played pretty big roles in alan moore's run off and on so Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was going to have that bent to it. That's true. And plus, I mean, the existence of Xanadu in and of itself, like, that's... that's Yeah, although, like, it's thing. a very different yeah, looking version. So part of me wondered if they're, if they're going to play her more as just, like, she happens to be just, like, a fortune teller or a soothsayer in mm-hmm. this world, but she doesn't actually have, like, crazy magic powers like she does in the comics. But here it seems like it's a little more than I would have expected. It's funny because, like, I thought they were first... going to play her like a modern grim and gritty Xanadu where she's just like yeah. a blind fortune teller or something. She doesn't actually... Right. She can't, oh, okay. You know, you're never quite sure whether she well, actually she's connected does or does to not something. have power. Now yeah. it seems like she does, so... Yeah, it seems like she's connected to something. And I just pictured the same Xanadu who's been around for how many hundreds of years? Like, the real the Xanadu in the comics is... Well, she dates back to, to Camelot in the comics. Yeah, there I'm not you sure go. if she goes even further back than that or not, but that was where she and Jason Blood first met in Merlin. Bestowed so. bo- both of them with some sort of... I'm not sure if Merlin is responsible for her immorta- immortality or not. I think she might have just been because she's she's like I don't know she's not quite human. I think she's like a, a oh I see like a I don't know like a water nymph or something. I don't know. I think she's like a magical being. I'm not mm-hmm. sure she she was a regular person that was gifted powers back then. But yeah, I, I'm just I'm that's thinking probably not going to come to play here. I wouldn't think maybe. I mean, you can't mention Xanadu without sort of introducing her a little more deeply. So we've already got like little bits of her character. I'm interested. I'm very, very interested. I like the, I like the cinematography. I think it's really beautiful. Um, it's, it's really murder, impressive. It's murder on the compression across the, uh, of, oh, the, of the, of the stream is. though. Sometimes yeah. it just like, it just gets like it's just all pixelated complete macro blocking for seconds awful. at a time. Sometimes it's the kind of thing you really want to watch on on blu-ray or, or at least mm-hmm. like a download that you can actually cache as opposed to something that's in 4k that they have to i think right. the 4k isn't doing it any favors either because no. it, it's a much higher bit rate that they've got to push yeah across the same existing connection and so you're this gonna is have not to a good idea it to sp- yeah it's not a good idea to stream so much yeah um not without guaranteeing that like everybody is able to download it at a reasonable part of me wonders if it would actually rate. look better in 1080p i mean we can i can you can see the difference on our big TV, but it would it would be less compressed at 1080p because you're not having to push two or three times the data. Over yeah, the same and it wouldn't connection. just like go through two or three second jumps I don't know how where it's smart, all pixelated. I don't know how like, like Disney has has like top tier streaming stuff. I bet the Marvel, I bet the shows on Disney Plus are going to look fantastic. Mm-hmm. And something tells me they'll probably all be in 4K also. Mm-hmm. But they've got the best back end of any. They made like deals with M. Like for some reason, MLB got has like the best streaming. St- technology and disney like bought a stake in that or something so mm-hmm. they can use the same technology um smart 
but uh, but I don't know what Warner is using on the back end or how how well the DC Universe app is coded to take advantage of whatever right, Warner's back end is feeding it. So mm-hmm. it's it's a problem that that has. I don't recall having these problems with Titans or Young no. Justice or Doom Patrol. Although once Doom Patrol switched over to 4K, we would see mm-hmm. issues here and there. We I did, think yeah. for the same reason. But being a brighter show, it didn't really reveal the issues as much. Anytime you've got a lot of nighttime scenes with a lot of intricate detail, like mm-hmm. branches crisscrossing each other and like yep. one light source here mm-hmm. and everything else is dark and then suddenly like the light sweeps across, that's a recipe for, for macro blocking. But yeah. yeah. And what did you think of the uh, first appearance of Daniel Cassidy, aka Blue Devil? Fun. Really fun. I like the way he played him. He played him kind of like a pothead, but an intelligent one. So I don't know. I just... I dug his performance. Yeah, he's always supposed to have been a little, like, a, a bit of a meathead. Like, like yeah. not like Booster Gold level, but, like, he's just, he's like a regular doofus. Like, like Metamorpho, kind mm-hmm. of. Like, a, just like a regular guy, maybe not with the, maybe not the brightest bulb, bulb the... but like a, a good guy with a good head on his shoulders who wants to do the right thing, right. you know? So, yeah. I mean, that's I wonder what if I we'll actually see, I, like I don't know if we're actually going to see him get, like, transformed into a devil in this or whatever, or maybe it's just going to be like, this is the thing, is that he right. used to be this. He used to be Because in the comics, there was, it was a suit that he would wear. Like, he was a, I forget, was it like a movie character that he was playing? Because he was a stuntman. That's stunt, what it was in this. He was a stunt, but I'm trying to remember, he was a stuntman. I don't think, I'm not sure he was an actor in the comics. He, I guess he could have been both. But he was, it was a costume he would wear, but then he was cursed or something. Mm-hmm. And that became like his actual physical form was the costume that he used to wear. Yep. Um, so I don't know if we're going to see something similar happen here, if he's just going to be a character that happened to once be this guy, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it was a, it was a good episode. I agree. It so was it's too bad that so we, we we maybe we should just briefly before we before we end just mention that there's all sorts of speculation and rumors going around Quite about, the about why the show was canceled. There was a news. There was a report at one point that said that because um, it always struck me as strange that they didn't even let it finish the 13 episodes. That yeah. all of a sudden they're like, okay, guys, it's close down 10, production. Yeah. That says to me like as crazy it would be as it would be for something coming from such a big corporation. Like what that said to me at the time was like the money ran out or something. Like because yeah. you don't just suddenly shut down production unless. There's like there was a murder on the set or you literally ran out of money. You yeah, know? Like yeah. why would you? Unless like especially when the show hadn't even aired yet. Right. If it would, if it was like a show that was airing week to week on broadcast you television could... and it was getting zero ratings, yeah, you might pull the plug all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But nobody had seen it yet. Right. And even so when people no did reason. see it, it was getting good reviews. So it's not like behind the scenes they knew it was terrible and that's why they pulled the plug. Right, like right. it's a good show. That says to me the money ran out. Now the rumors are going around that is it North Carolina or South Carolina? Uh, I thought it was North. I thought it was North too. Whichever one of the Carolinas it was shooting in, that there was some sort of like um, accounting error basically and that the state promised um, Warner Warner's more more of a tax break than they actually should have. And then once the error was discovered, like, oh, sorry, we can only offer you like $10 million tax Versus break. Versus 67. Not, whatever. And Warner's would have to foot the rest of the bill to finish the series themselves, basically, mm-hmm. and spend, spending tens of millions of dollars on something that was an untested property to like, no, we're just going to pull the plug. You guys have got seven days to, you know, to write and film a new a new ending, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that made sense to me when I read it. Now, of course, the state has come out and said, no, we were always very upfront with 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 everybody and you know what they're what they got is exactly what was promised from the beginning so i don't know i don't know who to believe i don't know i don't know if we'll ever know but now now that there's the fingers- studio came back and they're like no 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 <laughs> we could prove that it was a it was a, a botched job on their end so, I, so yeah there's quite the so argument i don't know but i mean it, it's 
it's now now I don't think we knew this last week. Um, not just with the first season truncated from thirteen episodes to ten, but the show has been outright canceled. Like there won't be. I mean, I suppose there's always the possibility of a revival, but as it stands right now, like the entire, um, the entire, you know, accounting for the show was dependent upon the yep. tax breaks they were getting from the state. And now that they're not going to get them anymore, the show doesn't make any financial sense. I mean, I guess they could pick up stakes and shoot it in Vancouver or something. Um, but if, if it would be obviously a very different show, you know, yep. you know what I mean? So if it's going it, to, for it to continue being the show that it, that it is, it would need to um, make, I don't know, like if the viewership is 10 times higher than they're expecting, then maybe they could afford to, yep. you know, and it's causing t- tons of people to sign up for DC universe. Then maybe, they could afford to go back and make more episodes. But I suppose anything could happen. But yep. even James Wan, who's the executive producer, although I get the sense it's kind of, he was involved in the pilot and then has been kind of hands-off, like sort of J.J. Abrams on Fringe kind of thing, has said that he has no idea why it was canceled either. He's yep. the executive producer on the show. So, exactly, yeah. So it really feels like it was something handed down from corporate, probably because of money reasons. So I think it's so. too bad because so far it's it's every it's bit really as, good, every yeah. bit as good as the other shows that we've been talking about. So, yeah, yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, it, is it happens bad. sometimes. I, I mean, we're kind of fortunate that pretty much all the shows we watch have been able to enjoy full lives. You know, the CW shows. I mean, Arrow's ending, but eight years is tremendous. Really, really good, yeah, and they're know. going on their own. Terms. Agents of Shield yeah. is going to get at least seven seasons. Flash, Supergirl, Legends. They don't show any signs of slowing down. Exactly. Um, you yeah. know, Young Justice even got rock back gotham got five years so we've been pretty lucky so far it's not like we're it's not like we started doing a podcast about firefly and then you know three months later um so yeah it was sooner or later there was going to be something we really enjoy that gets cut down in the prime of its life life, yeah is that it? I don't know. There's a there's a tree analogy in there somewhere. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, like it's plant not connected. Analogy, it got chopped it's, down. It's not connected to the green. Yeah. Yeah, it can't regenerate. It won't regenerate for next season. Yeah, and so next week we'll have the next episode of Swamp Thing. We'll have another. It's met the rot. Yes, we'll have another episode of Agents of Shield, which was off this week, and we'll also have the season two premiere of Krypton. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Cool. It's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exciting. So, yeah, if you uh, want to reach out to the show, we have an email address, mailbag at smartspodcast.com. Our website is www.smartspodcast.com. Our Twitter handle is at smartspodcast. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash smartspodcast. How about a funny sound for us? I don't have one. Mm, how about... Ooh. That's the green. 